David Crane, Vince Ferrara, how are you? I am well, Vince. How are you doing? I am great. You know, I've gotten a chance to tell the story about the last time the Blazers visited Neyland Stadium and Knoxville and how I had the opportunity to be on the Blazers radio <laughs> network as your color analyst filling in. Talk about that, your memories of that game. It was pretty cool to be on the Blazers side right after I'd moved to Knoxville, I believe. I, I think that's correct. And, and now we all know you were a plant. <laughs> the reason that happened, we joke about it. The, the therapy has done wonders. I hardly remember that game, um, but it, it, it was it was, a, it was an amazing day. And, and UAB, I guess, fell behind big early, battled back, and, and had several opportunities to actually win that ball game, and, and just lost a heartbreaker in, in double overtime. And yeah, you know, it's it's a memorable day, and looking forward to a, a memorable night. Hopefully, UAB can come put on as, as good a show as they did, uh, I guess, nine years ago now. How do you summarize this journey that's gotten national attention, deservedly so, but maybe not everybody has full details on how unbelievable the story is at UAB? It's remarkable. It would make a phenomenal book. It would make a pretty darn good movie. I haven't decided who I want to play me in the movie. I'm afraid because of height restrictions, it's probably going to be Tom Cruise or somebody like that. But <laughs> you go from one of the worst programs in the country with the worst facilities in the country, and then they bring in Bill Clark in 2014, and he goes 6-6 six and six with pretty much the same team that was just absolutely dreadful under Garrick McGee the year before. So you're sitting there at 5-6 and six going into the last game of the season at Southern Miss, a rivalry game, a chance to get bowl eligible, and then you really start hearing the rumblings that the program's going to be shut down. And people didn't really want to believe it. They, they'd heard some of these threats before when the program was really struggling and, and just thought, nah, they're, they're, you know, there's no way they would be that silly with a, a chance to get to a bowl game or get bowl eligible. They're not going to shut the program down. They beat Southern Miss. And then a couple of days later, the president announces that they are shuttering the football program, a couple of other sports as well. And it was just mind-boggling. And, and we don't have time. I'm not sure we, if, if we had two years, the, the two years that they took off, if that would be long enough to, to go into all the, the stories, the side stories, back stories, and, and all of that, that that went into the decision. But the, the basics are about six months after that, they reversed course and decided to reinstate football. They were going to take two years off. Bill Clark stuck around for two years, started rebuilding the roster. Basically, everybody left, as you would expect. And he spent two years trying to put a coaching staff together and a roster together of, of coaches and players that knew they weren't going to be playing a real game. They come back the first year. They're, they're bowl eligible. Last year, the second year back, they win the conference championship. They win their first ever bowl game. So it, it's a ridiculous story. I say it would make a good movie. I'm not sure Hollywood could ever dream up something as, as ridiculous as what's gone on in Birmingham the last few years. But it, it's an amazing story, and, and Bill Clark deserves uh, a tremendous amount of credit for pulling all this off. And I've said it many times, it was at the same time the worst thing and the best thing that ever happened to UAB football. The facilities are now arguably the best in Conference USA and, and some of the better facilities in the country. A new stadium is coming in two years, which will be sort of the crown jewel of, of those facilities and that, that amazing turnaround. The fans are re-energized. More importantly, or maybe as importantly, the Birmingham businesses are all on board and realize that 
you know, Birmingham and UAB are good for each other. We're visiting with UAB Blazers play-by-play voice David Crane, Tennessee and UAB, Saturday night in Neyland Stadium. Let's dig into this football team. Let's start on offense. What have you seen from quarterback Tyler Johnson the third? He is unbelievably good at throwing the deep ball. I'm not sure I've ever seen a quarterback be so accurate with long throws the way he is. He can struggle at times with the shorter throw. A 10-yard out or a, a quick slant, something like that, may give him problems. But a go route from 30 or 40 yards downfield, he puts it right on the money nine times out of it. So it's really amazing. He's tough. He's a winner. His record as a starter is 10-2, and two, something like that. His record as a starter going back to high school is, is ridiculous. The guy never loses. And so he's tough. He can run it when he needs to or if he has to. The offensive line has been, I think, surprisingly good this year. They've had to shuffle some guys around because of injury, but they've given up, I think, five sacks. That's it, coming into Saturday night. So he's had the time to sit back there. He's had the time to deliver those long balls to his very talented wide receivers. And to me, that's that's where it all has really started for this offense this year. What about the running back position? Looks like a little bit by committee. Yeah, I think Spencer Brown has been so good his first two years. Everybody was expecting just a repeat performance this year, and it just hadn't happened for whatever reason. Maybe the offensive line is better at pass blocking than they are at run blocking. I, I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not an expert on that. But the running game has not been as prolific, I think, as the coaching staff would like or may have expected coming into the season. Spencer got dinged in the Rice game, so he's been out for a couple weeks. Hope to get him back possibly Saturday night, but it has been by committee. And just to sort of tell you where the running game has been, it's been okay. It's not been great. We had our first 100-yard rusher of the season two weeks ago, week and a half ago, the last game against Old Dominion, and it was a true freshman by the name of Brown, not Spencer, but Jermaine Brown, who actually ran for over 100 yards for the first time this year. So it's been by committee. I think it'll stay by committee, even with Spencer coming back at some point. But I do know the coaches want more production out of the running game. What about that group of wide receivers that Jeremy Pruitt was bragging and said they're SEC-like? I would not disagree with Coach Pruitt on that. We're down here in, in Alabama. We've seen the talent that Alabama has at wide receiver and how good that sort of three-headed monster is in Tuscaloosa. And UAB feels like they've got one in Magic City as well. Uh, Austin Watkins, sort of the leader of the pack. Myron Mitchell, Kendall Parr, and the other two guys, they've accounted for, what, 86% of the passing yards I think this season, as far as the, the receptions are concerned. So, they're talented, they're all big, they're strong, physical, good hands, great speed, and they are a definite long ball threat. They can get behind a defense, they can outrun a defense, and it's been fun to watch them in action this season. We're previewing Tennessee's opponent Saturday night, the UAB Blazers with play-by-play voice David Crane. Hop over to the defense. We've seen and read and heard about the stats about UAB being fifth in the nation in total defense. What's the biggest reason for that? I will start with Bill Clark. He's a defensive guy. His fingerprints are all over the defense. David Reeves is the defensive coordinator, and they've done a great job. But you came into the year, they lost a lot on that side of the ball. But you felt like they had a chance to be pretty good because they had one really proven guy at every level. Across the front, Garrett Marino, Chris Mole in the linebacking core. And they had a little more returning in the secondary, but some injuries hit early. So that caused some shakeups. But I felt like they had a chance to be pretty good. Not sure they could match. That's what they did last year, and they've been outstanding. Chris Mall in the middle, he's the leading tackler. He's just a ball player. He's always around the football. He's the, the field general. He gets everybody lined up. And so, now granted, the offense they're going to see Saturday night is 
far and away the best offense they will have seen all season long. They've played some teams that have really struggled on that side of the ball, but I don't care if you're doing seven-on-seven or if it's practice or whatever. The way the defense has played, they have delivered this year. The the numbers are outstanding. They're in the top ten in just about every category in the country. But this will be their biggest test, easily their biggest test of the season Saturday night. be an interesting dynamic for that defense because they could face – one to three different quarterbacks. <laughs> Four, if you count Jawan Jennings and the Wildcat, who technically started the last game for Tennessee. What do you think about that matchup and that sort of dilemma and unknown for UAB to have to face against Tennessee? I asked Coach Clark about that, and, and I said I assume you would love for Jawan Jennings to play quarterback all night long. That would be a big help, I think, for the UAB defense to know where he is exactly all the time. But <laughs> I, I'm not sure how much Tennessee's offense changes with the respective quarterbacks. I think our coaching staff has been really looking at that and, and trying to be ready for all three guys. I, I I am hopeful that it's maybe one guy. I don't know which I don't know which one I hope it is, but just for simplicity's sake, I, I think it makes it easier on the defense when you're not having to guess. Jim Taney's so good he can he can take anybody back there and, and be productive. So I, I think they're well aware that it doesn't matter which one it is back there. They're gonna have their hands full Saturday night. And real quick, what does UAB bring to the table in terms of speed? special teams. Pretty solid, uh, and that's always a key when you're playing Tennessee. We know how proud they are of their special teams over the years. Nick Vogel on kickoffs has been dynamite. He's kicking it through the back of the end zone time and time again. He's been very solid, not spectacular field goal-wise this year. He's missed a few that he probably feels like he should have made, but all in all, the kicking game has been pretty good, and Cal Greenwell, the putter, has really come on as of late. I think he's probably had his best two punting games in the last two outings, and so that's that's always a huge factor when you can hopefully get across midfield. You think you're getting close to field goal range, a chance at points, and then if you're backed up, to have somebody like Kyle Greenwell be able to flip the field for you. So I, I would say very solid return game. Byron Mitchell had a 98-yard kickoff return for a touchdown that helped UAB survive their season opener against Alabama State. But as you know, with the kickoff rules, the touchbacks, you don't see many guys get returned. So um, I know Myron and, and Jonathan Hayden, some of those other guys would love a chance at a return, but that's just something that, that seems to be fading away in the college game. David, last thing, got to ask you about backup quarterback Dylan Hopkins, a freshman who is from the Knoxville area from Maryville High School. Could see him. Uh, he's come in in some short yardage situations and, and run the ball a few times. I don't know if that's part of the plan necessarily this week, but I think Bill Clark and uh, Brian Vincent, the offensive coordinator, would love to spare Tyler Johnson the hit in the running game. So if you see some short yardage, third and shorts, things like that, it would not surprise me to see Dylan trot out there and maybe get a snap or two especially being a local guy. David Crane, the play-by-play voice of the UAB Blazers, coming over with 6-1 UAB taking on the Tennessee Volunteers on Saturday night at Neyland Stadium, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central Time. David, great to talk to you. Look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Thanks, Vince. Look forward to seeing you.